Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. No, it's on. Yo, there we go. Ah, there we go. Shit, y'all can turn me down a little bit. <laughs> so Gary V, can you turn the mic on a little bit, or do I have to do a job? Just put the mic down. Check, 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 check. All right, so Gary V is here. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Mom. A lot of inspiration out there about investing and, and, and things of that nature. So what should people be looking at right now as far as investments and, and making some real money? Or what, what should, we, should we be looking at? Well, I think we need to actually, and this is not going to be as hype and everybody's not going to be pumped with this answer, but I'm pushing practicality. You know, we've got eight years of a good economy. Like, this world of ours, and this is, I mean, if you're here, you're ambitious, you know what's going on in the new world, you're hyped, you've got a lot of energy, entrepreneurial, you're a risk taker. The problem is, for when I look at this crowd, there's so many young people who've never lived through the punch in the mouth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've lived through the punch. <laughs> Trust me. So after eight, you know, after eight great years in our economy, I just, I want people to pay attention to actually making money. You know, users and engagement and followers, those are, you know, lifetime value, CAC, all this stuff that people talk about in the startup world is all nice and dandy, but if your business is not making money each month and it's losing money, you're not gonna be raising money when there's none out there. And so I'm pushing practicality. It's boring, but it's tried and true. Now let me ask you, John. Now John's a, a multi-million selling artist. Yeah. You had your ups and downs, you were, you were locked up, you went to jail. Yeah. Um, but you never lost a step. You you can you know you you been, been great. <laughs> you know that. You've been great with your investments. You've been great. We, you know we never seen you lose a car. We yeah. never seen any uh, repos. Yeah. So explain to the people what you did to make sure that your fortune was still intact. I mean you know, first thing that happened to me that was a red flag that went off and, and, and it probably was the best thing that happened to me was the beef because I realized that my livelihood was in a business that is subjective. You guys don't have to like Ja Rule. You don't have to like Drake. You don't have to like Envy. But tech is different. You know, everybody uses Instagram. Everybody uses Snapchat. Everybody, you know, uses these things because they're a necessity. So. That was a blessing in disguise for me because I realized that I need to, you know, get something with a little bit more substance to, to carry me through my 40s and beyond. And so I started looking into getting into, you know, tech tech world and, and, and invested, in, invested in different companies. And I've so far I've invested in about four companies and got one one just exited, so we just got a nice uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's always and, 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 and I founded another one which is uh, FIRE, which is doing really well with Profitable. And, and I tell the people what FIRE is if they don't know. FIRE is, is basically uh, a booking app for all talent. So we basically cut out the middleman. It's a shit show, you know, when you're trying to book talent, you know, and, and, and a lot of you guys out here, you know, that are young entrepreneurs, you know, with nice, healthy bank accounts, probably can afford some of the talent but don't know how to get to them and 
would love to have a job ja rule or somebody at these type of events or at your corporate you know, Christmas party or bar mitzvah, you can get say, whatever. So, I, so I, me and my partner, we created this platform for for people such as yourselves, the private sector, and, and also, you know, uh, professional buyers as well, to, to really cut through all the red tape and get to the artists that they want to get to, you know, real, real seamless and, and transparent. So with the app, the app, what makes the app so dope is, let's say you want to book, uh, let's say you want to book Gary Vee. Good idea. Good idea. Great idea. So instead of uh, going through a booking agent and going through management, you put your offer in and it goes directly to Gary Vee's app. Yeah. Gary Vee can decide if he wants to accept that or decline or say I need more money or less money or whatever it may be. And it's direct. You, you don't have to worry about the agents. You don't have to worry about booking fees. It's direct to the consumer, which is dope. Which is really dope. Now, Gary V, you get yeah. a lot of shit sometimes for telling people about themselves and telling people to get off their ass. All the time. <laughs> so tell people about why you are so hard on people about getting off their ass and really getting into investing and doing some of the things that you do. Truth is, I'm only saying that to people that complain. Like, the problem is most people are complaining, right? Like. Uh, my advice is very basic. I just don't understand why you would complain versus doing something about it. Everybody's got something, you know? Everybody's got some issue, you know, uh, minorities, the family you grew up with, the neighborhood you came from, uh, got screwed by this person, all the kids that were told to go to college and amass a tremendous amount of debt to get a good job, fucked, all of them. Like, you know, so, so I think that I, I think I, for me, there's a lot of people that have personal brands that put out content that are tricking people and they don't want them to succeed and they want to just get money from them to make money themselves, make a couple thousand bucks on their course. I want the people that watch me to eventually never watch me again. My big thesis is to have less followers, not more, because I want to give the tools and the blueprint for them to go do instead of reading another fucking book or, or going to another fucking conference. Like eventually, all that shit is just disguised excuses because you don't want to put in the actual work that it takes to win. Right, I agree. Truth, 100%. You know, one thing about Gary V, you know, when I first met Gary V, I, I really wasn't fond of him, I really didn't like him. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you why, because you hear, you hear this all the time, you know, from inspiration speakers or, yeah. And they tell you what you should do. And it seems like it's a rip-off. You should be working harder. Yeah. Yeah. You, you should, should be this. <laughs> and I tested Gary V live on air and I said, well, since you know so much, Mr. V. <laughs> he did. Tell the people who listen right now what they need to do. And he broke it down. What people can do to make money. Because that's a lot of people's thing. They say, well, I have money, but I don't know what to invest. I don't know how to read the stock market. I don't know what. I can invest in that will make me money. I don't want to lose my saving. And you came up with some great ideas which made me love Gary Vee. Like he's really about helping people. My big thing that I got lucky with is I know how to make money outside of sell, like the money I've made in my life has been about building businesses. I built a liquor store. Like I built an agency that goes after Fortune 50 companies. I'm not trying to get their money like a lot of people that look that part. Mm -hmm. So for me it's the other way. I'm trying to disproportionately help because that's legacy. I'm gonna get my currency elsewhere. 
This is about legacy. This is about people emailing you and saying, fuck, you helped my life. That shit, listen, when I get an email from my team of like, we want an RFP, I don't give a fuck. You get an email from somebody who's like, I was on welfare and now I'm not because I watched fucking Breakfast Club, I'm like, fuck, that's some crazy shit. (laughs) You know, like, that feels better. I've always been able to make money, that's my talent. You can make, you know, art, like, like people have skills, I'm good at that. This now with the communication paths we have, that's why I love doing your show. A lot of fucking people listen to your show. I can go on there and use that distribution to help somebody and then that builds legacy. That's how you build brand. I'm in for marathon money, not sprint money. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Wealth. Now, now, what about you, John? <laughs> as far as investing, what do you look for in a company when you're looking to invest and put money towards something? It, it depends. You know, I, I'm a passion guy. You know, I go with things that I'm passionate about that, you know, I can actually <laughs> go out there and, and promote with my heart. If I can't do that, then I'm not going to fuck with it because it, it's not real to me, you know? So, I look for things that, that I'm interested in that, that I think are great companies that have a future, not not just a, a quick you know exit strategy, but actually some companies, you know, have a real real plan of how they want to change the world and, and and move things forward and move our culture forward. So I'm, I love those type of companies. Now, what about you, Gary? V? I mean, other, you know, another reason I really didn't like you is because you're a Jets <laughs> fan and I'm a Giants fan. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, know you, you you said one of your main goals is to actually buy the Jets. I don't know why you'd want to do that. You know, maybe the Giants. Gary, I, mean, I want in on that. You, you got it, John. I want, I want to do it because we need a fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> so now when you look into to acquiring something and invest, what do you look at? In this world, in the South by world, I look for the jockey over the horse. So I'm looking at, does she have the fire to change her business nine months in when the market changed on her? Mm-hmm. So in startup land, it's hard. Like yeah. when you go, like when you're building something from zero, like in public, like let me tell you guys how all to make money. No joke, if you're sitting on money, every person here should invest in Facebook and then when the world melts in nine months and the stock's in half and you hate me, don't sell it, just hold on because I promise you in nine years, that investment's gonna return you a fuckload of money. So that's the slow double or triple your money bet, but that's kind of better than the fucking zero interest you get in the bank. The, The way to make crazy money is to only bet on the jockey because they've gotta pivot, they've gotta adjust. You know, the operator, the pilot, she and he is the one that's gonna dominate and win because the reality is, these startups are so young and early, like Facebook looks nothing like what Facebook looked like nine years ago. He made a bunch of adjustments. Like this shit changes and you've gotta be used to that. Spotify had to adjust. Birchbox has to adjust. Like, like everybody's navigating and just raising capital or looking the part. So I'm looking for somebody who can get punched in the mouth, spit the blood out and move forward. Yeah. Yeah. You see, she said I'm right there. Got it. I like that. I like that. Is there anything else that you guys want to tell the people since we have Manny sitting here listening? Joe? No, I, I just want to, you know, get on that, what you just said, uh, the adjust. You know, my company, Fire, is, we're eight months in and we've probably adjusted twice already. <laughs> you know, to, it's because when you start a company, you realize, you know, these, these things sometimes have legs of their own and they, they, they take on different turns that you didn't expect and, and, and you gotta kinda go in there and, and, and attack and, and tackle those situations. So I, I, I'm 100% in agreement with adjustment. Yeah. Can, can we do maybe like two or three questions? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> anybody got questions? 
Go ahead. You gotta yell loud. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so what would be your advice for someone who's trying to scale their company? I have an alcohol-infused cupcake company in Las Vegas. An alcohol-infused cupcake company. Cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> Go ahead. In year five. Year five. Year five. And my goal, I have a partner. She and I met in the modeling industry like 10 years ago. Okay. My goal is to build and sell. And okay. so we've had some players talk to us, but we've, we've made a couple million, everything's good, but I want to take it to like 10 million. Okay. We're based in Vegas, which is a great place if you're coming to overspend, overindulge, buy into things you're not going to buy into at home, right? You will spend $52 for a dozen alcohol cupcakes. Yep. But to, to take that to a $10 million company, I feel like we have to go outside of Las Vegas, and okay. I don't know if we pigeonhole ourselves as Sin City companies. So a brand can change all the time, right? Like just because you're called Sin City doesn't mean it won't work somewhere else. You just have to execute. The bigger question is how does your model change when people are not buying $52 cupcakes because they're not drunk as fuck and it's that one weekend they have to escape, right? right? So when they're in Dallas, now what I would do is I would level it up mentally into escapism. What Vegas really is is escapism. It's a break from your reality. So if you're gonna go to New York or LA or Dallas or Miami, there's pockets, even though the whole city isn't that, there's pockets of escapism. And so you should reverse engineer the psychology of the people that actually buy your product and then level that up. And that's how I would think about second and third locations. What replicates the mentality of the decision maker in those places? Mm -hmm. Now one thing Gary Vee told me on on The Breakfast Club that, that stuck with me is of course we're in a breakfast club, we have a lot of following on social media and we sell a lot of different things, whether it's merchandise, we own a juice bar, a car wash, different things. But he said, you have to use your social media right. And in the bio of my social media, I was sending it to all different places. But what he said on on a breakfast club is, in your bio, when people click it, make it to where they can go and purchase something. Not just randomly clicking to your podcast, not randomly clicking, and we've seen sales of the juice bar shoot up by just changing that little thing, and I wanted to say thank you for that. I think the one thing I could tell all of you, and again, looking at the demo, you have to be the architect and the plumber, right? And the mason, and the garbage person. Like, like the thing that I have a lot of pride in is I can come on and talk all high level, and then when somebody calls me to the mat like you did, so the reason I love you is I do a lot of shit, and I just pontificate, and nobody calls me to the mat, we run out of time and I leave. You called me to the mat, I'm like, okay. And, but what I'm excited about is that's my best moment because if you wanna go into details, I'll get so finite into that detail. So to me, the one thing I would pride myself in as you grow in your business, if, how many people here have a business that has more than five employees? Great, 10, 20? Great, so like as I look around, this is great, there's enough to talk about this. As you grow, the thing that I have the most pride in is VaynerMedia now has 800 employees, not one of them that works for me does as much actual social media as I do. I'm still, by far, and that's why, but probably the biggest reason my side hustle is Gary V is because it keeps me grounded in actually the doing of the shit that I'm doing. And what happens to a lot of people as they grow, they get away from the work and they become a manager and then they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. 
I'm terrible at social media. <laughs> so I, I, but if that's, I but if that's, but if that's not, but real better. quick, John, if that's not your actual business, it's not my business, then then that's a different thing. If that's part of your business, but if it's your actual fucking business, the amount of people that roll up on me like Gary, I got a social media agency. This and I ask them four social media tactical questions, and they have no fucking idea. I'm like, you ain't shit. You're full of shit, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting fired. You fired up, man. You fired up, man. You fired up. They go home and do great shit. That's, That's what I think. Any other questions for Gary via Ja? Yeah. Go ahead, over here. Oh, 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 there you are. So, I know, Ireland to here. I know, I love it. We're only as strong as our team, right? And I really appreciate my interns. So, what can I do to create the most amazing internship experience so they optimize growing as a professional as a human? Ja, your, your perspective on internship. And Man, uh, you know, I wouldn't like to see, interns are easy to me because your interns should want to grow with the company and want to run through walls and do everything possible to, to help you win and to, and to take their career to the next level. So, so for me, interns are, are easy. It's more, I, I look at the employees at my workplace where I feel as though I take on a, a kind of a new way of, of, of nurturing my employees, you know, kind of giving them that five o'clock break to go to fucking yoga or whatever the fuck they want to do, the gym or whatever. Give them a longer lunch. You know, let them go out. And get, you ain't got to eat lunch in the office. Go have a good time with them. Come on back because it keeps them focus, it keeps them wanting to work for the company, it keeps them wanting to be great. And and I think that those things help, you know, nurture and, and grow your business. I, I have a pretty similar answer with one little twist. To me, whether it's interns or employees, you have to reverse engineer them one by one. So John's talking about a lot of people who do wanna take a break, can't keep concentration and hustle for 14 hours a day. Meanwhile, somebody else as an intern wants to work 19 hours a day every day because they want you to pay more money. I'm pumped that I know that Ben Ben Ruby who's sitting right there came to me. You have to be open to him and making him feel safe that when he came into my office six months ago and said, yo bro, I don't want to be known just as a Snapchat guy. I'm like, cool Ben, I get that. Or Emily in the four different functions she's done at Vayner. Or Steph Bagley who worked at Vayner but I always knew had other ambitions and I helped her get that next job, right? Or Kim Garcia who's so fucking ambitious and monster. I'm always sweating when I have a meeting with her because I know I have to step up and give her more challenges. And and our last conversation was, do I have something for you which I created or was this gonna be the end of our thing? Those are four or five different people who have four or five different things and I'm trying to scale that with 800 people. I wanna know, do you wanna make, I love when people are like, millennials like worth life balance and they're, millennials want fucking cash too. Absolutely. Like, and so, and so if you're a millennial that wants cash, then you gotta, like, when people, I love when people are like, Gary, I wanna be the CEO of this company. When I meet with them, I'm like, Mazel tov. I'm like, I'm like, you need to work 20 hours a day, every day for the next 13 years. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, let me think about that. Yeah. So I, I don't want to, for an intern, it's super simple. You go right up to her and say, Catherine, what the fuck do you want out of this? She may say, I want a job here. You'll tell her how to work on things. She may say, I know that you know Gary Vee and I want to work at VaynerMedia. Then you should email me. You can't make the call for them. You need to figure out what it is and then put them in that position to succeed. One by one by one. Yep. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Any other questions? Yeah.
Go ahead. Um, so, you know, as entrepreneurs, um, as we grow and everything, I'm wondering, Gary, how do you stay in touch with your employees? Okay, because everybody like us goes through highs, goes through yeah. lows. It's never as good as it seems, never as bad as yeah. it seems. How do you, uh, you know, authenticate to them the challenges they're going through and, you know, have that communication as you I don't. I do not. I do not have any interest in my employees worrying about my headaches. I'm the CEO. That's right. I mean that. I don't need, I don't need, I don't need, their headaches are what I just told you, which is my door is open. Most of them don't take me up on it. So then I watch them and I listen. I've got 100 people internally that give me optics to the other 700. I follow all 800 of them on social and try to pay attention. I created an HR division that is much more in the offense and not about the paperwork, hiring and firing. And I just try the best I can. I mean, you just do the best you can. It's no different than parenting, running a business, putting out, you just do, like everybody's beating themselves up. If you just do the best you can, that's, it's the intent, my man. The intent is what matters. For the most part, eventually they know that's actually what I give a fuck about, and then that's what wins it over. It's not the tactics, it's the religion. For me, I, I wanna answer that too because I, I have a different thing going on because I'm, you know, John ja Rule, so. But I say that to say a lot of my employees were kids that listened and grew up to my music. Yeah. And so they're somewhat fans. So I'm not always in the office, you know, because I'm traveling, I gotta move around still. But I make it my business to go into their office and see what they're doing, say hi, because I know at some point they probably think I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? They're like, Ja's busy and Ja's doing Ja. But I make it my business to come in there and let them know I'm interested in what you're doing. I got my eye on what you're doing. And I, and I wanna be a part of you know, what you guys are doing every day, all day. So if you have any, same thing, if you have any questions, come to my office, my door's open. And I'll come and stop down in their stations too just to check on them and, and make them feel wanted and part of the company. The, the other thing, do you have a company? Yep. And how many employees do you have? About 40. Great, the biggest key, this is subtle. You can't let your five to six more senior people think they have any more equity with you than your bottom five or six. True. It's such a big one. Yeah. One of the best things going for Vayner, most people don't know it, a good amount do, and the ones that do love it. I won't take an SVP's word over a community manager. It's just two human beings. And a lot of times, the truth is, the bigger you get, the more politics you play to keep the people underneath you because you're just trying to hold on to your $200,000 job. So the biggest thing that I would tell you at 40 is make sure those five are on even playing field with the bottom five and everybody fucking knows it. Wow. Thank you. Any other questions? What are your thoughts on Puerto Rico becoming the next Silicon Valley because of tax exemption? Puerto Rico because of the tax exemption? Yeah, the tax exemption. You think it's gonna be the next Silicon Valley? There's a lot of companies moving. I'm aware. You think it's gonna be the next Silicon Valley? A lot of companies. That's not what I asked you. <laughs> you think 4% tax is gonna bring all the best tech talent in the world to Puerto Rico? But that's what makes Silicon Valley Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley's advantage is that when you graduate, whether you're in Boston or Puerto Rico or Sweden, you want to move to Silicon Valley. That's the advantage. They have the brand game one, and they have the engineers and the tech talent. There's a lot of business talent here. As I look around, not a lot of hardcore back end developers chilling with us tonight, right? (laughs) 
that to build the biggest companies. In, respect, my man. Respect, my man. Raise your hand again. Give it up for that man. Let's go, baby. Yeah. So the thing, my man, that a lot of people misunderstand is the engineering talent to build the biggest companies in the world. That's where they all go. And until that changes, that's the hard thing for New York or LA or other places to crack. The biggest thing Puerto Rico needs is what's happening in LA. When you start creating millionaires and billionaires off a big exit like Snapchat, and then that creates the whole ecosystem, that Puerto Rico, much like Boston, New York, Austin needs that monstrous 10, 20, 40, 80 billion dollar exit, and it then spits out all those billionaires that stay in Puerto Rico and build up the ecosystem. That's the key to unlock the next Silicon Valley. All right. Another question, right here. Gary, I have over the years interviewed you five or six times for different things. Yes, yes. You've obviously now started looking at strategic ways to develop not just an agency, but a sports division. Yes. All these different companies. When you look at the VC world, right? The VC world. Do you see a mass consolidation happening of that industry as people see your model, of which is not necessarily investment by dollars per se, but investment by services, where is the relevancy of VCs long term? I think VC is going to go through a really difficult time soon. I really do. It's a bubble and a half overvaluations. Yes, <laughs> so VC is going to do what it's always done in three or four cycles. You know, VC, as you know, and we have been jamming for a long time, 2005, six, this whole new Web 2.0 thing comes, and then everybody's a VC, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's an investor and an angel investor, and everybody's got a startup. The second we have a macroeconomic slowdown, which we will, we haven't had one since 2008. I think VC is gonna consolidate dramatically, yeah. LPs are gonna pour less money in, and we'll have a complete reset, all the B and C and D players in here will get exposed and go work at fucking TD Bank, and, 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 all, and then the real entrepreneurs will take more. Like, the amount of wealth creation, exactly, the amount of wealth creation that I'm gonna have in the next chapter is gonna be extraordinary, because I'm gonna buy up a lot of people's in this room's businesses for a penny on the dollar. So, so my question is, more companies are gonna start seeing that and being more like what you're doing through your Vayner enterprise. What you're, what you're saying is very smart, my friend. Yes, I think smart money will always win. If you take my million dollar check, you have a marketing machine behind you, you have me, and the reason we're going to sports agency world is Rock Nation's great, but Lord, but you know, Jay-Z's busy, right? Like he's, he's not helping you, he's leveraging his name. And I'm nowhere close to that, but I will use my assets. The guys I have are about to make so much more money off the field than the people that get drafted three rounds ahead of them. I have a funny feeling that's gonna work in my favor in the next draft class. You wanna be? Choose me. You're chosen. Done. I'm in. Bet. Done. All right. Let's do the last question. Last question, anybody? I got one. Go ahead. I'm down here. I'm right here. All right. So, um, Gary and Ja, I want both your perspective on this. You said a lot about um, betting on the jockey, not on the horse. Yeah. So what happens when the jockeys are really, really good salespeople, but they haven't figured out how to scale the business yet? Do you still bet on them, or do you want them to figure out both before they get to you? Ja? As a VC? Um, <laughs> angel investor, you know, somebody who's going to help monetarily as well as other um, You know, there's so much due diligence that goes into that type of stuff. You know, I don't, I don't like to invest in something that I don't, I don't think is a home run, or I don't think they have their shit all the way together. You know, okay. and I won't do it just because it's a passion thing for me. I gotta believe in it. I gotta want to 
carry this thing on my back too. So certain certain situations like that I may slide away from. The way I think I heard you ask the question is you feel like you're really great or your team are really great salespeople but you haven't had the ability before to scale a business so you don't know how to do that yet. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. So I'm gonna say something that I think you'll like which is great. I'm a big fan on betting on salespeople. Sales DNA is a very good idea. Making money has a funny way of fixing a lot of problems. So, so if you ask me, I love sales-driven CEOs, but, but I have to see what your business is about, right? If you're a great salesperson, but your product is jack shit, like, it's not gonna matter. So you've got, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but if I had my way, the person is the slight thing that I would bet on, but I have to believe in their thesis. Right. If you're like, hey, we're selling this detox fucking mushroom we're soup, I'm like, fuck boy, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Got it. Cool. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Now we're closing, you want something in closing? Is closing? closing job? It's 2017, let's go out and get some fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> Gary V? Gary V? God, fuck, that was perfect. I, I, you know, I, I, I would say, Let's go make some actual money because yeah. shit's about to hit the fan Absolutely. and have, making money is a very good strategy. Absolutely. Okay. All right. It's a funny thing to say, but this, like, South By is loaded with people that are building apps and building theses but don't know how to make money. Give it up for Gary V. and Great, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world if you could go and leave a rating on iTunes, your word of mouth is my oxygen.